0: Welcome once again to The Lowdown with the Chelan County Sheriff's Office. I'm your host, Randy Rhodes, along with our very own Chelan County Sheriff, Brian Burnett. Hello, Sheriff. Morning, Randy. And welcoming special guest today on The Lowdown, it's Training Sergeant Brent Frank. Sergeant Frank, welcome to the show. Thanks. Appreciate it. Glad to have you both along today, and we're going to uh, get with Sergeant Frank right now, and uh, Sergeant Frank, a little bit about your background, where you're from, and some of your previous law enforcement background before you came to Chelan County.
1: For sure. So a little bit about where I'm from is I'm from here. Uh, born and raised, uh, up the jumpstick, graduated from Cascade High School, and then uh, left for the West Side to go to college and play football, and uh, fell into law enforcement after spending about three years of post-graduation, working in a number of different fields, but primarily actually coaching for the university that I played for, doing some odd jobs training and whatnot. Um, And then when I say I fell into law enforcement, uh, I truly mean that in the sense of I was working as a trainer at a gym, and uh, my wife and I were trying to figure out what our future looked like. She was in grad school, and I was working several jobs. Hadn't quite figured out what that calling for me was going to be yet, And uh, befriended a few folks at the gym that I was working at and uh, come to find out they were law enforcement professionals. And so I picked their brain a little bit. And one of them uh, was a canine handler for Pierce County Sheriff's Office. And uh, I mean, when I say this, this is absolutely I remember it vividly to this moment. Um, He shared what he did for work. And I said, I need to do that job. That is what I want to do. And from that point going forward, um, I pursued a career in law enforcement specifically so that I could become a canine handler.
0: You know, it sounds like a true calling. You know, when you're a canine officer, what's the bond like between you and your your canine companion?
1: Well, it's hard to describe. Um, And for me, it's especially fresh. Actually just buried my partner a couple of weeks ago. He was 13 and he... Uh, retired with me when I left my previous agency and then came to live with my family and I, where we're currently at. Uh, but I spent six years with him working the road on night shift in um, one of the busiest, most crime ridden cities in, in the state. And uh, the bond that you have with that dog is it's, it's almost impossible to describe. Um, it's something that can only be experienced, but I mean, you, you are literally putting your life in that dog's hands and uh, there are occasions in my career where he, without a doubt, saved my life or the life of other officers. So, uh, and the bond is is like that of a brother. I felt like when I lost my partner, his name was Ace, and um, he passed away. Obviously, he was an old dog. When um, I felt like when I lost him, I truly did lose a brother.
0: So, after Ace retired, he came home to be with you and your family.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very common in law enforcement that when a police dog retires from service, because it's owned by the respective agency, and uh, when the dog retires um, and or the handler retires or leaves or any combination of such, it's very common for that agency to um, essentially sell the dog to the handler. And they write up a contract and you sign it and essentially say, yep, I'm taking possession of this dog and assume all the liability associated with him. And, uh, and then he becomes yours and that's what I did with ACE uh, with my previous agency is um, when I retired him from his position in the lateral to Chalene County uh, he came with us and he came with us and then like overnight he went from being a very busy and active police dog to retired and you can imagine uh, what his thoughts were on that
2: <laughs> yeah Sergeant Frank I would you share a little bit of, of ACE's stats and, and what you guys did together I know Uh, working for your agency on the west side is a really busy agency and you guys had a lot of experience and uh randy that was one of the big things um we were so excited about uh bringing brent frank here with our agency is is the experience he had um and and just just his enthusiasm for the job for life as well uh wellness and different things but if you'd share those uh, brent i think it'd be great for our listeners to hear that for sure
1: uh uh i'm Full disclosure: I'm generally pretty bad at, at giving you know my resume because it's it's just one of those things that I think it's an uncomfortable thing to talk about. Uh, generally speaking, um, but and not because of, uh you know it's you're concerned about any of it, but it's just like you know hey, I signed up to do a job and I'm trying to do the best I can and you know what I've done in the past is just a part of that. Uh, but yeah, my experience prior to coming here was uh, I worked for the city of Tucumcari as a police officer on night shift patrol. For approximately ten years, um, six of those years were working. Ace it was a generalist, and what that means, uh, he was a, a find and apprehension dog. Um, I held a number of different positions while uh, in Tukwila. I was a firearms trainer, I was a field training officer. Uh, I was an acting supervisor. Uh, I was our department's uh, fitness director, and uh, to, to name a few. So, uh, but essentially when I came to Schlange County, uh, my entire career up to that point had been dedicated to the art of patrolling, if you will. And when I say art, I mean, I I genuinely believe that being a a top-notch field deputy, as we call them here, or a patrol officer, is an art form. um, If you you approach it that way, it should be. And uh, I had dedicated myself to that. I believed that in order for me to serve the community as best as I could, as, as well as as safely as I could for them and myself, so that, you know, the win is, um, you know, when faced with tough decisions and tough situations, I can serve the community um, in that sense, but also that I want to be able to go home to my family in the morning. So um, anyways, that's just kind of a, n- a nutshell of when I came here, what my background was, but my passion was patrol and then in concert with that training, and the roots of training, running back to uh, my entire life leading up to law enforcement was in athletics, uh, whether it being as an athlete in high school and through college and then coaching uh, college athletes. Uh, I just had a real passion for training and coaching other people.
0: Well, Sergeant Frank, uh, coming from Pierce County, uh, there must be a sharp contrast from patrolling and working in that area to being able to come home. You know, you're a, a Leavenworth native and a Cascade graduate. What was that transition like when you were able to come to the Chelan County Sheriff's Office?
1: So uh, the city of Tugwila is actually South King County. And uh, I mean, it is in the epicenter of the eye of the storm in just about every way you can imagine um, as far as crime, crime stats Um, police reform, uh, the kind of um, social uh, agendas and narratives that surround law enforcement. I mean, we were in the thick of it for basically post-Ferguson going forward and uh, going from that environment um, where, for a good example I can give you, is uh, coming from an environment where essentially there were certain felony crimes that the King 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 County Prosecuting Office said, hey, we will not file on said crimes unless it reaches a certain threshold that aren't in alignment with RCWs, but are in in alignment with their own filing guidelines. Um, And then coming to a place like Chelan County where it was like, hey, um, the principles that we lean into here from the prosecutor's office, the sheriff's office, our partners in the area, the other municipal and county uh, law enforcement agencies is that we wanna hold criminal behavior accountable Uh, and we want to preserve the quality of life that we have here. And, um, I I mean, I don't have words to describe, you know, how refreshing that was for me, because that's what you sign up to do when you get into law enforcement, is to provide that service, to uphold peace and, um, you know, stand against evil and preserve the quality of life. And uh, I can say, without a doubt, coming to a place like the greater Chelan-Douglas County region, we're still doing that here. And uh, I, it's really hard to explain in contrast to what it's like to work in a place that essentially that's not the, always going on. Um, and so it was very refreshing.
0: Sergeant Frank, in, in your position as training sergeant with the Chelan County Sheriff's Office, uh, give us a, a thumbnail sketch of what does your job entail?
1: Well, I actually, I, I'm going to defer to the sheriff for a moment and then sheriff, if you want to just kind of share the origin story of how
2: this position came about and then I can jump in on the tail end of that. Yeah, you bet. You know, obviously for the last, you know, 11, 12 years um, our, our my function, uh, my main goal, along with uh, so many other people in our agency that, you know, really, r- Randy, I, I take a lot of success. Um, that sometimes you don't deserve, but you get it as a leader, right? You get the criticism or you get the success, but uh, empowering people that come with you with, with amazing ideas and have skills and talents and then empowering them and giving them the, the, the budget, the money and, and, the, and the tools and stuff that they need to accomplish that. And that's really what happened here is as we progressed from day one, we, we started with our FTO program, our field training program. So we're training lateral hires or, or new entry-level deputies and just looking at how we can make them better, not in. Before, I think the old school and a lot of different through the thoughts of uh, agencies in the past was, you know, you kind of ostracize <laughs> them. Uh, you put them in a different category, uh, you know, you haze them, you do this, you do that, and you make it as absolutely as possible, hard as possible for them to be successful. And those who actually do, then, then, then that's the winner, right? Well, for us, it's like, no, let's go in, let's empower these people, let's give them all the tools, all the training, uh, the right philosophy, and one, our, our serious expectations – or what we call, here's 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 the things that you're going to expect from this administration to help you be successful in any way, shape, or form. It will not because of a lack of that, that you don't succeed. And then we give them a couple of things to say, these are the things that will, you will die. In other words, this will get you fired. And that list is very, very short. And so as we move forward, uh, we just continually brought on more people uh, like like Sergeant Frank here, uh, whether they were entry level or coming in from other agencies, that just really had the 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 um the formula for success, and it would bring in fresh ideas, uh, and and coming together, uh, and bringing their experience uh, moving forward. But it always came down. To training, 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 and the tools that go with that training, and so we said we would rather overtrain, right? We want to train for excellence. We don't train for mediocrity. Um, I actually stole that line from from Sergeant Frank himself, and I love <laughs> that line. Uh, but um, that's where that's how we started getting here, and then we just started producing a product. To me. Is really, really good. And what's best about this is we still critique it. Everyone critiques it and says every day, Hey, this is what we're going to do to make it better. And we have, there's a lot of things on the list to say, this is what we need to do in the future to make it better. And this is where I want to um, um, give a big pat on the back to Sergeant Frank and many others is that superstars like himself that, that hold the keys to success for the sheriff's office here and for the service that we provide to the citizens of chelan county and as i'll be leaving here uh in about a month is that i i have the utmost confidence in our supervisory group and the people that we're hiring and training to to lead us into the future i'm really excited about what these men and women are going to do for the for leading our agency
0: and sergeant frank what say you uh what's your day-to-day job like and what training do you get in order to train the new and uh, upcoming officers?
1: For sure. So uh, there's a lot to unpack there. I'll try and summarize it as, as uh,
0: expediently
1: as I can here. So just to go back a little bit and talk about the origin story of, of my position in the sense of uh, three years ago, approximately, maybe a little longer than that, um, the sheriff and his administration identified and recognized the need for this position. And they went across and made a presentation to the commissioners for approval for this position to officially become a part of the office. And so, I, I mean, that needs to be said in the sense of um, that's, that's not just something that happens. Um, you have to identify that there's a need for it. You have to actually put together that presentation, the justification for its existence. And then you have to go convince people in um, the commissioners who are supportive but don't have an understanding for um, the day-to-day or the needs of the office on a mm-hmm. uh, industry scale. And so for, for the sheriff and his administration, the undersheriff and the chiefs to, to come up with that um, idea and then formalize it and present it and then obviously getting it approved was a, was a massive lift for them. And so that I think it's important to to kind of understand from a backstop standpoint of, hey, how did we get here? And then along that along those lines, um, you know, the the position was approved, um, but because of um, other departmental needs and our ongoing uh, inability to predict the future without a crystal ball, we have to navigate staffing and putting people in these positions so that they they identified the need for this position years ago, three years ago. And it, um, I just got into this position in early September of this year. And the reason for that is because there were other things, um, namely patrol that took precedent because at the end of the day, we have to have people staffing the road. We have to have people available to respond to calls. And we finally got to a place um, credit to a lot of people in this agency, um, recruiting and bringing in qualified folks to allow me to step into a position like this. So I think it's important to understand how we got to this place. Uh, to begin with. As far as my day-to-day, both the sheriff and I smirked when that question came up because um, while there is indeed a job description for what this is, and and by title it's the training sergeant spot, um, I do feel like I wear a number of hats in the sense of, um, you know, I assist with public information uh, situations. I I do a lot of things on the recruiting side of the house. Um, I personally, Um, Take a lot of interest in trying to assist our chiefs, which are our upper mid-level managers in their day to day and uh, assist them with tasks that they need help with because they have a lot of work all the time. And it's just the nature of the position. Um, On top of that, um, we've had four new hires um, since I got into this, this position. And uh, kind of the joke was um, I stepped into this position and on the day that I occupied this office, um, we had two brand new, new hires join the agency that day. Um, And by new hires, I mean, entry level zero experience in law enforcement and uh, showed up bright eyed and bushy tailed day one, day one for me was also day one for them. So, uh, and then since then we've hired two laterals to go along with it. So I've spent since September until last week, actually, Um, 80 to 90% of my time has been spent with them um, doing what we call either pre-academy or pre-field training um, uh, routine that we have set forth to that we run them through either before they go to the academy uh, or before they start their field training with the department if you're a lateral. So that's been a big chunk of my time and I'll continue to do that going forward with anybody that we hire here. Um, But then on top of that, um, I'm responsible for running all our training records for planning our training going forward for uh, working regionally with our regional partners. We have a um, one of eight hub locations here in Chelan County out of the Wenatchee area. And uh, like we talked about this before on here, but um, because of that, we host regional trainings. And so I coordinate um, the regional trainings for the patrol tactics side of the house. And my, my partner, Sergeant Dan McKee, works on the firearms and defensive tactics side of the house. And so um, I guess if you ask what my day-to-day looks like, and my response would be, well, uh, how much time do you have for me to explain <laughs> what, what it is that, that we're doing? And, uh, and that's not me saying, oh, woe is me, I'm so busy. That's me saying this position and what comes with it as far as training is concerned is so important uh, because as the sheriff alluded to and the example that I, I use with our people all the time, and I use this with our people internally, but I also use this example with um, citizens and folks that are trying to understand, well, why is training important? Or you know how do you prepare people for the job of law enforcement? And I would just very simply say the parallels for me with athletics and sports and law enforcement are many. In the sense of um, you have professional athletes um, who train all day, every day uh, to gain an inch, to uh, shave a tenth of a second off of their 40 time, to be able to bench press five pounds more, to be able to hold their breath underwater longer, to make the turn in in a lap pull. Whatever it is, pick your sport. And they dedicate their daily existence to being professionals at that so that they can gain an inch to win a game, if you will. And we are law enforcement professionals. There's no one else that does this job professionally. It's just us. We are the professionals. We're not JV, we're not C-Squad, we're the varsity team. And by we, I don't mean Chelan County, I mean anybody who puts on a badge in a commission capacity. No one else is coming to handle the problems um, that we get tasked with handling. So if we are indeed the professionals, then we need to prepare like the professionals And the only way that you're going to be prepared for those moments is if you train for them. Uh, It's impossible to predict the different things that we're going to have to deal with in this job. Um, But one thing that we can be sure of is the amount of training that we do and the quality of the training that we do greatly increases our capacity for winning in those instances. The linchpin of all of this is that if I go play a football game on Saturday and we lose, then I can look at the calendar and say, well, we play them again next year and we'll get them next time. And we're going to train harder for that next competition against them. We don't have that luxury in law enforcement. We don't get to lose, period. Because if we lose, someone gets hurt, whether it be a citizen, a fellow first responder or me. And obviously we put the citizens above us as far as our life safety priorities are concerned. And the last thing that we want is to say that we were not prepared to handle a situation. And as a result, an innocent person, a citizen, someone that, who we're who accountable to and accountable for, is hurt as a result. So that, that's what drives me professionally is, um, is that approach to training of, <laughs> hey, how much training uh, time do you guys have? How much training do you do? Uh, not enough. And I would say that if we trained every day, because you can't train enough for this job, but we train... As much as we possibly can. Uh, yeah. So I know that's a long-winded answer, but I think it's really important for perspective.
2: And on on top of that, Randy, uh, we handed him a, a new firearms platform and said, "Oh, by the way, let's introduce this." And uh, Ed, Brent, would you just explain that in a couple yeah. couple minutes, and we'll wrap yeah. this uh, show up. But uh, uh, Randy, sure. let's see why uh, why we have a lot of confidence in this man in his position.
1: <clears throat> uh, the the firearms. Piece of it is, um, I, I'm just the man behind the curtain on that one. We have a firearms cadre here who are instructors who do a fantastic job. Um, Aaron Seabright is is one of our lead firearms instructors, and he created a curriculum to take an entire agency, of uh, 50 plus commissioned, give them a brand new platform and um, a Glock 17 with a red dot site mounted to it and issue that to the entire agency, get them trained up on it, familiarized with it, and then get them qualified on it which is, I mean, that is a heavy lift, whether you have an agency of five or 500. I mean, that is a massive, massive undertaking. It's a massive undertaking financially for the agency. It's a massive undertaking for the training cadre to formulate a plan and then enact it. It's a massive uh, undertaking for the people that are now going to be utilizing that tool because it's, it is indeed something that's new for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is going to be a game changer in the sense of it is the future of the platform. And, uh, we're very confident that it's, it's going to heaven forbid if a 50 you know, people ever have to utilize that tool, it is indeed going to make them more proficient and safer. Um, but it, it's, it's a good example of, um, like, Hey, um, how, how not only can I support the people that are doing the real work here, like uh, our firearms cadre, but also how does that then in turn uh, affect our deputies and commission staff that work here?
0: So before we get to our public safety tip for the week, uh, Sheriff Burnett, any closing thoughts from you?
2: No, I mean, it's I mean, just this this task that we talked about is bringing on this new firearm. There's a lot of things that went in this. We're going from a 45 caliber to the nine millimeter um, based on accuracy studies and different things like that um, with the red dot. bringing on. Now we started this over a year ago and then all of a sudden the supply chain, you know, hit us and, and, and the, the challenges with that. And so to see this happening right at the end of uh, my time here as the sheriff uh, is, is really, I guess, one of those satisfying things. There's so many things that you see and you wonder can you, are you really accomplishing what you set out to do? And then you look back, I think over the course of time and say, yeah, there's a lot of really, really good things that we've accomplished over the 12 years and, this is one of those things that's going to be beneficial moving forward. And I think it's one of those things. It's like, you know, if you have a faith in God, right. And you say, you know, I can directly tell you the things in ways that, that God has saved and rescued me from harm. Uh, But how many times are there the times that we don't know about? And I think this is just that when we train and do the equipment right, um, those are the stats. We'll just never know because hopefully we won't see those uh, serious injuries or or confrontations or forbid uh, a line of duty death. And so I think that's one of the things that we go on and and just saying that and saying I got all the confidence in the world. I'm really excited to uh, to see uh, our training cadre and there's a lot of people involved in this what they're going to accomplish and how much good they're going to do not just for our agency but for our region as well so really really proud of these guys in a lot of ways
0: hey as we uh wrap up for today uh first of all again thank you sheriff Burnett, for being here today randy it's always a pleasure sergeant frank thank you and you know when it comes to axioms or cliches there's a reason that they stand the test of time and we've talked about this before and it's worth ending the program on when you see something say something the public is the lifeline to a lot of your activities and duties that you have to carry out
2: yeah um, there's no doubt. I mean, I've always told people is, and and it's a, there's a little bit of a risk. A lot of people are are fearful to come forward, think that they could get retaliated on. Um, to make a difference, though, there's always that little bit of risk that you put out. If I'm going to make a, a stance and make a difference, there's always that slight bit of. Minimal risk that we have to take, but truly um, our citizens and the people that are out and about that don't wear the uniform, you're our eyes and our ears. You're our lifeline. And without you, uh, there'd be a lot of crimes that we wouldn't solve. And so, just like you said, Randy, if you, if you see something, say something. Um, I think one of the things we were talking about before we went uh, live here on the recording was that you talk to people all across the land and you know I was like oh I just didn't want to bother you it didn't it seemed insignificant I didn't want to pick up the phone and call 911 and that's where we say no we encourage you if you have any doubt any question pick up the phone let our dispatchers work through that let get to our staff and let us determine that uh, and and go through that. Because without that, again, there's going to be so many things that aren't reported and we would never be able to get down to the bottom of it. And again, we're just, we're just truth and fact finders and then we apply it to the way that the law exists. So um, without you uh, we couldn't do this job. And so we need you So stay in there. If you do see something, please let us know.
0: Well, um, we have the um, non-emergency number placed on the lower third of the screen right now. And that's 509- 663-9911. You don't want to call 911. That's always a good connection on the non-emergency number as well. 509-663-9911. How's that sound? Perfect. Perfect. Gentlemen, thank you so very much.
2: Thank you, Randy. Thank you.
0: Jelan County Sheriff Brian Burnett once again on the lowdown along with training sergeant with the Chelan County Sheriff's Office, Brent Frank. Gentlemen, have a great rest of your day. Thank you for your service. I'm your host, Randy Rhodes, and we'll see you right here next time on The Lowdown. Thank you, everybody.